leaned across the desk, frowning at her uncle. I thought you said the girl was agreeable to the match. She is, Uncle Robert answered. He placed a warning hand on Anne's shoulder. She will sign. It's nerves, Aunt Maeve assured everyone. Her father was just as high-strung. She'll calm down. Maeve, shut up, Uncle Robert growled. But it was too late. Sir Rupert grasped at the possible implications. You told me she was healthy. She is, Aunt Maeve shot back. Didn't your doctor tell you so? He even verified her virginity. Hot colour flooded Anne's cheeks at the reminder of the invasive and too personal examination the doctor had given her. She started to rise, feeling an urge to run, to hide. But Uncle Robert's hand shoved her back down in the chair. Besides... Where would she go? Sir Rupert turned to Lady Waldo. I can't let you continue with this endeavour, my lady. Not until we are completely sure of the girl's mental soundness. Aunt Maeve started a keening protest. The lawyer ignored her and reached for the contract. But Uncle Robert snatched it up. The slip of parchment would make them rich beyond their wildest dreams. They couldn't let the marriage go, even if it meant coming to blows with London's most prominent solicitor. Enough! Lady Waldo's command cut through the madness. Their mouths clamped shut. Mr Crisp, she said to Uncle Robert, place the contract back on the desk. He followed her command with an uncommon docility. Now leave us. Take your wife. You go with them, Sir Rupert. I don't want Mrs Crisp listening at the door. As your solicitor, I should be present with you, he protested. Go, Lady Waldo answered, and to Anne's amazement he did, herding Uncle Robert in front of him. Following the men, Aunt Maeve paused in the doorway. Don't do anything to ruin this, Anne. You'll have nowhere to go. She left then, shutting the door firmly behind her. Her words paralysed Anne. Nowhere to go. Miss Burnett, I need your attention. Lady Waldo's curt words brought her back to the present. It took all her courage to face this formidable woman. My brother is not mad. It was an unequivocal statement. I only mention rumours, Anne demurred. I know. I've heard gossip. The dowager reached into her reticule lying in her lap and pulled out a silver-framed miniature. She pushed the portrait across the desk toward Anne. It stopped at the edge of the marriage contract. Go ahead, pick it up, Lady Waldo ordered. It's Aidan, painted during his last year at All Souls. See what you think for yourself. Aidan? Anne had never heard him referred to as anything other than Lord Tybalt. In her fears and doubts, she had not asked after his Christian name. She lifted the miniature and caught her breath. The youth in the portrait was not some deformed monster. He had a poet's beauty. Black, curly hair, a strong jawline, intelligent blue eyes, much like his sister's, but without the cold aloofness. He's handsome, Anne murmured. And no sign of idiocy or deformity, Lady Waldo said dryly. Anne raised her head. I didn't mean... Lady Waldo cut off any apology. I know what you thought. Aidan was always considered out of step with his peers. 
There are those who have too much passion in them, Miss Bennet, those who refuse to conform. My brother is one of their number. He always felt the world more keenly than the rest of us. She held out her hand for the picture. Her eyes softened as she traced the image with the tip of her finger. He is tall, a head taller than most men. His shoulders are broad, but he's thin. Too thin, I think. A wife would be good for him. For a moment, she seemed almost overcome by emotion. When did you see him last? Anne asked softly. A frown formed between Lady Waldo's eyes. Six, maybe seven years ago. He's twenty-seven now, she sighed. A man full-grown. There are seventeen years between us, but we were close at one time, before my marriage. They say you sent him away.